Greetings, this is Ron Aguilera, and this is episode number 54 of the Pastor's Coach Podcast. I want to thank you again for joining me this week. Four weeks ago, in episode number 49, I talked about the five things pastors said in a survey that were their greatest challenges, uh, their greatest cause for frustration and discouragement. At the top of the list was criticism and conflict, followed by stress and then family problems. And then last week, we talked about number four, time management. Today, we look at number five, financial problems. Most pastors, especially older pastors, say a big stressor in their lives is managing their finances, living off their income, not having enough saved, especially for retirement. And of course, the older the pastor, the more acute the stress. Many say this is why they are working longer. Uh, many pastors are working now into their 70s. And finances, uh, in this case, uh, pastors' finances, are often a very sensitive topic to discuss, so much so that it is rarely discussed in pastors' meetings. But it is discussed privately. And over the years, I have often asked older and wiser pastors for counsel on managing personal finance, on how they make and meet, on how they plan for the future. And many have shared with me some insightful thoughts. Others, though, have said, why should I even think about it? It just distracts me from my mission or it just discourages me because I don't make enough or don't know how to manage my resources. And they'll often end with, I have just chosen to trust God and wait and see. So let me start here. Uh, why is it important to spend time on your finances? Well, one, it's biblical. Uh, according to the Apostle Paul, managing the home is no small matter for a pastor. And this includes personal stewardship. If anyone does not know how to manage his own household, this includes, by the way, money, how will then he take care of God's church? This is in the letter, 1 Timothy 3, 5. Now, here's a couple of thoughts related to understanding finances and managing finances and why it's important uh, and why we just shouldn't put our heads in the sand and hope for the best. In our country, our pastors have some benefits that others don't. Pastors can claim a housing allowance, uh, a parsonage it's called, and some um, have even opted to uh, not pay into or receive benefits from Social Security and Medicare. More on, on that uh, in, in just a few moments, but uh, this is a distinct advantage that some have said offsets a pastor's low remuneration. Well, no matter where you are on that, uh, in most ways, pastors, we are not different than most of the population, and we feel the same pressure. We're responsible to provide for our families, and then we are also challenged by the Lord to be generous in our giving, and we are expected to be faithful in returning tithe, a 10%. That's the minimum to the church that employs us. Uh, a couple of years ago, uh, Gray Matter Research surveyed over 4,000 pastors and discovered that 50% of pastors receive less than 50% than 50,000, excuse me, uh, per year in compensation. And that 30% of this group had student loan debt averaging $36,000. And then beside that, 33% had no uh, personal savings or, and or less than 10% 
in retirement funds. Now, here's another stat that sets the stage for uh, our topic today. More than 85% of pastors say they did not receive financial training from the seminary. 37% had no idea what resources their denomination offers for personal finance. And one more, one third of pastors said they have no one outside their household to talk about financial things with. Uh, the things in particular that stress them. In fact, kind of <laughs> as an aside, uh, I just recently had a conversation who, with a pastor who did not even know uh, about parsonage exclusion or Social Security options. So um, often it's a new learning for many pastors when it comes to how to manage their finances. Now, remember, according to the Apostle Paul, managing the home is no small matter for a pastor, and this includes, obviously, finances, personal stewardship. So today, I thought I would suggest some approaches to personal finance that may help you as you struggle under the weight of Paul's mandate and the stress of whatever your own financial situation is. I hope that um, these will make sense and that they will be helpful. And I'll start with the one that's most counterintuitive, right? But it is biblical, and that is give generously. And you know this, and hopefully preach it. Uh, and it's a, a biblical principle that simply works. But here's something that you probably won't hear. And I know for many listening to this, uh, uh, this is going to maybe sound a little strange. But the reality is that jumping from zero to 10% is often uh, undoable. Uh, people are unprepared, and beyond that sounds kind of crazy. But I would suggest this. Start by testing God. Start with 1% or 2%, and then go from where you are and make a pledge to God that you will increase that percentage every paycheck or every other paycheck uh, with the goal of getting to 10%. That gives you some time to adjust your living, your spending, uh, to get to that point. And by the way, as a pastor, you can't preach this principle unless you first practice it. And But when you do, you will see how it increases your ability to give. And it's the way he works. Number two, save. Save, even when you think you can't. Move towards the 10-10-80 principle. Uh, 10 in giving, 10 in saving, and living on 80%. So return to 10% tithe, and then 10% of your income should go into saving. The way some people put it is pay God and then pay yourself. And the first goal should be to set aside three months of income, uh, which becomes your emergency fund. And next, what I have found helpful is to create uh, a little larger fund that will help you with larger purchases so that you don't go into debt if you want to buy a car or, or purchase Christmas presents or go on vacation. And then you'll need to save for retirement. More on that in a few moments. Uh, but the key here is learning the discipline of saving, especially early in life, is critical. Uh, there's a, a concept called uh, compound interest that you'll want to Google and look into because it makes a huge difference if you can start early. Uh, number three, eliminate debt. Beyond your house and maybe your car, avoid debt, regardless of how little your income uh, this means that you might need to use the next 10%, you know, 10 giving, 10 saving, and then the next 10% to pay off debt. This includes student loans, credit cards, lines of credit. Uh, and to do this, you're going to probably have to go on a stricter uh, diet 
when it comes to your budget, uh, knowing though that it won't last forever. This is actually a, a, a variation of the other plan. This is the 10, 10, 10, 70 plan uh, that applies if you've got some debt to pay off. Number four, learn to manage or steward well. Uh, a couple of simple benefits to take advantage are claim as high a housing allowance as you can. A housing allowance uh, allows you not to pay taxes on a portion of your income. Yes, there are rules uh, that you must or should follow, such as actually spending on your house what you claim as housing allowance, right? And not claiming more than fair market rental value, which includes furnishing. But take advantage of this law and claim what is allowed. Uh, number five is that retirement. Uh, after the debt has been eliminated, that 10%, 10-10-10, then 70 becomes your retirement savings. And then beyond that, you need to learn how to manage your retirement account. Nobody's going to do it for you. Nobody's going to care more about it and your future than you, meaning you need to learn to manage your own resources, which means you need to learn the basics of managing your resources when it comes to investing, uh, which means you need to read, you need to go to seminars, you need to nav so you can navigate the financial landscape with some skill. And by the way, if you have opted out for Social Security, invest the savings. Uh, if you've opted out of paying into that, invest the money in the future. Because if you're living on it now, you're not planning well for the future. Number six, examine your financial condition regularly. That means figuring out what your net worth is, uh, which by definition is the difference between what you own and what you owe. And it can be figured out fairly simply. Uh, again, more on that in a later episode. And then the last one, contentment. Uh, this is another biblical principle that when practice becomes a way of life, a way of living that will stay with you, whether you have a lot or a little. That means that 70% or 80% of income that you have left after tithe and saving and debt and retirement is what you live on. And then learning to be content with that becomes your next goal, right? I mean, one principle that I have found helpful is I can admire without having to acquire. See, contentment means being grateful for the small pressures of life. It means living within your means. It means knowing financial freedom will set captives, you know, in this case, your family free for life. And the sacrifices are worth it. Uh, what, what sacrifices? Maybe not eating out regularly. Maybe no cable television until the debt is paid. Maybe no data plan or fancy cell phone uh, until you pay off your debt or other goals are met. It, it means giving gifts of service maybe rather than store-bought ones. And it also means acknowledging that it all comes from God, that if the blessings are flowing, that you can also use them to bless others because you've been blessed and have learned the joy of contentment. At first, living on 70% may seem impossible, but with a few adjustments and a mind shift, it becomes doable, even something you'll enjoy. Hey, thanks for joining me today. Uh, I invite you to let others know of this resource and to uh, join me next week uh, as we continue this journey together. And if you want to contact me, if you want to ask a question or suggest a topic, you can email me at thepastorscoach at hotmail.com. Thanks for joining me. Talk to you next week.